All right, Scott, what's going on, man? Not much. Not much. <laughs> I'm just I'm ready for the game to get here. Yeah, yeah, me too. So yeah. I'll just real quick welcome everybody into political football. Uh, taking over here for Iceman and Coach. Next hour, we'll be reading the defense. Uh, Iceman will be back for for that one. And as he said, maybe Coach will be back too. Scott, I am uh, with you. I am so ready for this game to just be here and to get going. They've been talking about this game for two weeks. And I feel like everything that's been said about it has been said, which is why we've got some uh, unique ways of looking at it coming up here. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see. Um, you always tend to, to guide us in a really interesting, good direction. So I'm, I'm curious to see where you go. Or where, or where you where we end up? The dog is going to come in here and make a mess of things. I'm just telling you, <laughs> she's a well, she's a monster. Can't be uh, can't be any worse than some of these takes that we had uh, leading leading into the season. So, um, yeah. So for the game coming up here, you know, one thing I found interesting: Field Yates tweeted this out. He said the Chiefs this year are 16 and three overall with 546 points scored. The Eagles are 16 and three overall with 546 points scored. They're each their conference's number one seed. They each have six all pros, um, and they each have a Kelsey brother, and their quarterback uh, finished top in the MVP voting. So this is a pretty even matchup between all the all the people here. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's all fine and well. It's just uh, I don't know how deep you want to get into it, but just I think there are there are specific advantages or disadvantages, however you want to look at it. Um, I think the Eagles offensive line and defensive line probably is better than the chiefs. I don't know if that, let me try to explain it to where I can even make sense to myself. I think if the Eagle is, I'm sorry, I think if the chiefs hold up on both sides of the ball with their O line, with their D line, they'll be fine today. I know that's a huge if like that's like, Hey, go out on a limb. <laughs> right. But like, um, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I do think that uh, the Eagles defensive line should, especially on the edges, they, they should, they should be able to get some pressure on Mahomes, and you know the reality with Mahomes, there he is. What's up, Cleve? What's up, fellas? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? We were so we I'm were good. I'm good. I'm on location, bro. You know, it's it's it's, it's I think we live in a communist country that I got to do do stuff today, today. So a couple things. Today? Uh, like I'm in you, I'm in class what, today. I hope, bro. It's it's the Super Bowl. You could take the day off. Yeah. That to my bills. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question is, uh, why are you calling us from the Alexander Graham Bell Classic Original and not from like a cell phone? <laughs> I'm actually on my iPhone uh, 13 here. Am I not coming in clear enough? No, you sound, you kind of sound like you're trying to reach us from Saturn <laughs> with a distress oh, signal. Uh, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> is he is he in one of these balloons that's uh, sixty thousand feet over our heads floating around? What's happening? Oh, I mean, you reference. There we go. Yeah, he references being in a communist country, and then he's in one of these spy balloons. Cleve, are you a Chinese spy? Uh, I I cannot either confirm or deny that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we're already off the rails. Oh man. Okay, here we go. Well, uh, Cleve, we were just saying here when we were uh, talking with Iceman and Coach that we had no idea where you would be broadcasting from, from, and we tried to guess. We guessed the auto repair shop. We guessed the gym. Um, from the deck of the Enterprise was not what I thought, though. He's here. That's all that matters. Yeah, I think I think we lost Cleve for a second there. Cleve, go ahead and give us a call back. I'll I'll put you back on. Um, so Cleve is trying to clandestinely call in from class, <laughs> just so we can make we just so we can make fun of his awful picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I'm gonna use that next time. 
<laughs> I don't want to talk about something. I'm going to have a terrible connection. So, so what I was saying is the edges, I think the the edges of Philly's D-line probably can give Mahomes fits. And I think if you look at Mahomes, his history in the Super Bowl, it's not great. Um, just, you know, quarter by quarter stuff. I don't I don't know that he's been like all that great in, in his two Super Bowls. So um, there's that. And, and then same token, if the, you know, if the Chiefs offensive line does give him time, you know, um, we'll see. it's going to be interesting to see how how these these teams decide to go about this. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I think the most important matchup in this game is the Chiefs offensive line against that passers of the Eagles because the Eagles are effectively the 85 Bears at getting after the quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, if I mean, if Mahomes gets sacked blank number of times, the Chiefs lose for sure is three, four. It's not going to be that high, right? I don't I don't know that it's even like a sack number because I think with with Mahomes it's more we have seen this it's really weird but there are moments um when I can remember looking at him uh, I want to say last year against the Bengals there was a moment it was down at the goal line right before the half and he threw that uh, little flare out to Tyree Kill and it was such a weird decision that he made and it was I think it was cuz he was just paralyzed by the coverage mm-hmm. and somewhat um a little paralyzed by how much time he had. Like I'm supposed to be getting pressured here and I don't know what to do. It's kind of how it looked like what was happening. And, you know, kind of, it was a bad indication for what was going on, but I, I think that's so with Philly, I think, I'm not sure it's, it's, it's about the number of sacks. It's about the kind of pressure that they get. And it's sometimes it's just being super disciplined in your pressure and not letting him, you know, get creative and make plays outside the pocket. Just keep him in there and make him kind of be super patient and dink and dunk and kind of that stuff. And I think that's what a little bit why you move on from uh, Tyreek Hill is because he forces him to do those kind of things. I would I would say that Kelsey probably is in line for a huge game. Um, but you know, obviously pressure is a big deal, but I don't know that conventional pressure is the way I would I would look at how this is gonna go today. Cleve, what do you think some of the most like the most important matchup in this game is for uh, how it's going to go? Uh, I think Kelsey, and I also think just keeping Mahomes from from, uh, from uh, running around in the pocket. I think his leg is better, his ankle is better, so he's going to be the X factor to me. Just making extending plays, um, yeah. getting guys open, things. I think he's the hugest concern. If they have a game plan for him or scheme for him, um, we've had two weeks now to see him get get that that wheel right. And um, I'm looking for the Mahomes magic um, in this situation. On the other side, if, if we're going to talk both sides, keys here is uh, is Hurts playing a part in the in the passing game and also using his legs for for conversions. They need to convert because Mahomes, obviously, we know the 40 is his red zone, and they got to <laughs> take every or every op- that was Dave's actual. Co- Dave actually coined that 40 is like their red zone because every time Very they true. shoot to red zone. On their scoring drives, they're at the forty. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not the red zone. <laughs> fair. Um, it's um, it's it's kind of playing a complete game. And I think to Dave's point last week or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, if if he has a half like he had two weeks ago, they're gonna get killed. Um, so they need to stay in it, score every opportunity, whether it's a field goal or or, or a touchdown. If they get if they come away with no points, they're gonna get killed because once the Chiefs get rolling. That's going to be hard to to stop that juggernaut from going downhill. Yeah, and it's like with AJ Brown too. How are you going to defend that guy? Like, what do you do? Correct. Yeah, I, I, it, and you can't really defend him and Devonte Smith or 
all of them and Dallas Goddard. I actually have a uh, uh, Eagles to win Dallas Goddard three or more touchdowns. It's like wow. five bucks to win 800. Because <laughs> I'm like, if, there's, <laughs> if they just focus so hard on taking away A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, maybe we get the crazy Dallas Goddard game, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I, I could see them playing a little off coverage with Brown because he's not a player you're going to press and giving safety help to his side of the field. Um, I could see them trying to single up Devonte Smith. I don't know how successful that will be, but um, I think Jalen Hurts will be locked on AJ Brown, but in, in the red zone for them, if they're not running, which is, which the, is the only fear I have with that bet, Dave is, is some of the, I mean, you'd, you'd want, you know, those are red zone looks uh, with Goddard, but he is a bit of a, a wild factor in this game. I think that it'll be int- really interesting to see how the Chiefs game plan to stop the running game and all their weapons, plus Hurts running too. It's like, this is a really interesting matchup. It just is. I I, I don't really know that there's a great way to look at it. I mean, what are, what are the Chiefs going to do? Or I'm sorry, what are the Eagles going to do to stop like you're like you were saying, Cleve, some of that Mahomes magic. If he, you know, if he gets outside the pocket and he's extending plays and, you know, ripping off big plays to Kelsey, I just I don't know how you defend that. I just good luck. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be a very very difficult. Speaking of Devontae Smith, um, here as we're previewing the game before we start reviewing our amazing preseason takes, yeah. um, <laughs> Devontae Smith has a chance to become the fifth player ever to win the Heisman Trophy, win the national championship, and win a Super Bowl. Can you guys name the other four? Chat, feel free to help out as well. They might need it. The four other players to win the Heisman Trophy, the national championship, and the Super Bowl. Uh, no cleave, none of them went to Rutgers. Jesus. <laughs> Desmond Heisman Trophy. Desmond Howard. Um, Desmond Howard did not win the national championship. Oh, they did not win. Okay. Uh, the bullshit wow. pass interference that wasn't called. Give us but. a clue. Give me a clue. <laughs> two yeah, two yeah. of them. Two of them happened during my lifetime. All of them happened during yours. Wow. Well, that is not helpful at all. Well, you know what year you're born, so you can at least cut it off there. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> okay. Joe uh, Montana won. A- none. None of them are quarterbacks. None are quarterbacks. Huh. <laughs> has, to be, has to be a running back. Three of them are running backs. Three of the four are running backs. Scott, you're going to be um, kicking yourself it? here. Is Emmett What's Smith that? one of them? OJ? Emmett Smith did not win uh, the Heisman Trophy. OJ Simpson did not win the Super Bowl. He played for the Bills. Huh. Yeah. This is, that's, man, this is like gun to your head a million dollars. Yeah. Murdered. Scott, Scott. Come on, where, where where are we from? Who do we root for? Michigan. I'm trying right. to I'm trying to think of the '97 Michigan team. Well, who won the Heisman Trophy? I have no idea. From the '97 Michigan team, Cleve. I don't remember what happened yesterday. Is, I have is, no clue. Yes, Cleve. It's Charles it Woodson. Charles? Yes. Yeah, Charles Woodson. Okay. Okay. So, Charles, yeah, you, okay, oh, so you said three were running backs, and then one was a defensive back. Okay. So okay. The Charles Woodson. Okay. I. I he really won the Heisman. I keep I forget about oh, that. Shit, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, he won the Heisman. Yeah, he was. He beat out um, Peyton Manning. Was it Peyton Manning? I know. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he was incredible. He was. He was amazing. Yeah, he, he beat out- thinking about 
a defensive back winning the Heisman is kind of crazy to think about. Okay, so I'll give I'll help you guys out here a little bit. The chat is not the chat's not coming through with any help either. So the other three are running backs. Two of them went to the same school. Eddie George? No. Um, no, the Titans did not win the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nor did they win the national championship when he was at Ohio State. I, yeah. <laughs> you said one in your lifetime and two in ours. Yeah, and so Woodson is one of the ones in my lifetime. The other two are before 1983. However, the one in my lifetime, the Heisman Trophy doesn't really count anymore, technically. Okay, yeah, so I mean, I didn't, I didn't uh, Reggie Bush, before. maybe? Yes, Reggie Bush. Okay. Reggie Bush is one of them. The other two, so I don't torture you guys any longer, is Marcus Allen and Tony Dorsett. Yeah. Jesus. That, oh, man. That's a long time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes to show like how difficult this is to do when Devontae Smith has an opportunity to do this. He'll be number five if the Eagles Marcus win. Marcus Allen was USC and and Dorsett was Pitt. Pittsburgh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow. That's trivia, man. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's a good that's a good list right there. So um, one last thing I just want to mention here briefly before we get into reviewing our terrible picks from the, uh, the off season, uh, Cleve, I have a quote for you here from Roger Goodell. I'm going to read the quote. I just want you to give me your thoughts. Okay. Quote, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Yes, they are not perfect and officiating never will be, but there it's never been better in our league. You know, my words, criminal at best. <laughs> Was this in regards to the, the job on the Bengals? I think it's just re- in regards to everything. He was just asked in general about officiating. A general question about officiating. and uh, Yeah. Like, how obtuse could he possibly be? Seriously. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It, wow. I mean, I, I, wow. Wow. Um, I mean, we every year, there's about three or four game-changing, altering the history of this league that happens. You know, the same it's non-call pass interference a couple of years ago. I mean, that, that cost them a Super Bowl birth, basically. Yeah. Every year, there's a, there's a couple of, yeah, a couple of plays. I agree that the, it's not perfect. The system is not perfect. Um, but it should never come down to these games being in the hands of officials. Um, or it, it, it comes down to something happening. I mean, look what happened with Dak with the, the ball placement thing. When the guy got in the way, mm-hmm. that should have been like, give him a second to bat or give him time to get set. You know, that guy was in the way, not on purpose, but he was just in the way. It cost yeah. him a play. It cost him second, precious seconds. This is where so, I think the NFL's stupid, like yeah, some I, of the things I, they do. Like, if you're, you should make the officials members of the NFL. Like, there's no reason that these people are are just yeah. unaffiliated doctors and lawyers and whatever. It gives it gives people who want to, who want to think about the conspiracy stuff um, an out. I mean, it's like the NFL walking in front of you and saying, go ahead, kick me in the nuts. Why would you, why would you do that? It's, there's just some, there's just such a better way to go about things. Um, but I mean, I guess that's Goodell's job to, to go out and. Why? Chill. Bullshit. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like maybe he does believe that, but, but I mean, like, wow, that's a high level. No, I mean, what is, but gonna say what is he gonna say i mean to your point like is he gonna say oh no it's, it's shit and we gotta fix it but you yeah make a great point they need to they need to do make them a part of the part of it you know like they i you know i keep forgetting that they're not part of the nfl technically it's amazing and is it amazing five, when you think about it like 
How is that? One hundred three years, Dave. Is there a reason why that that, that they're not like, that you could give us? Probably that, money. That they're not a part of it. My my guess go. is financial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that you know, money? players players are already money? struggling to get their benefits and all this stuff, and it's like this is a Wait a minute. They make it's amazing. I, 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 I've I've well, they, like they they what? So Cleve, Cleve's cutting out like crazy right there, but I think we all know what he was saying. Basically, the refs are a pivotal part the of the game. They... How in the world can you be so concerned about not paying them when they're so important? But the, the players that used to play are pivotal as well, and they don't want to give them their benefits, as Scott mentioned, and yeah. hide all this concussion stuff. And, you know, I just think it's par for the course for this league, unfortunately, and I think this is one of the things they really have to they they really have to work on, Scott. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 when you get a little peek into seeing how the sausage is made, you don't want to, you really don't want to eat the sausage kind of stuff. And, you know, um, stuff like Goodell saying that kind of stuff is just like, it's just mind numbing how, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe it is literally just him walking to the podium and just coming up with some bullshit. Right. But <laughs> I mean, it could be, it could be just, uh, I have to cover for this because we all know how bad it is and we all know how, how bad it's getting as it, as it continues to trend worse, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of continuing to trend worse, we made some uh, predictions the day before the season started. And I'm not going to lie. Some of these predictions were not terrible. Some of these predictions were truly atrocious. Uh, (laughs) And this might, this, this might not be as much fun for Cleve as it's going to be for the rest of us, but this is. uh... (laughs) Ah, shit. All right. Okay. So we predicted a whole bunch of things here. So we're just going to run through them and, you know, we'll come up with, we'll find some interesting things as we go through this. So the first is the uh, award for MVP. Now Patrick Mahomes won MVP, which seems pretty reasonable, right? Like that seems like something that one of the three of us might've wanted to predict, but, (laughs) but, but Scott said, Josh Allen, Cleve said, Lamar Jackson. I said, Jalen hurts. I feel like I, I feel like I got a little robbed to be honest. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, none of us took who should probably be the person we take, we take, right, Cleef? Yeah, I I agree. I I agree with that. I mean, I I was surprised what the yardage was for Mahomes. I said it on the last show. I didn't, that was a sneaky 5,000 yard season. Yes. And it's amazing because he has no weapons. And I think that's how we all moved away from him. That's what blows my mind about it. Who who was he throwing to? Like, wow. Travis Kelsey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but travis kelsey didn't have 4500 yards yeah that's true all right here we go offensive player of the year the winner of offensive player of the year was justin jefferson scott said jonathan taylor got hurt not much you could do there i said justin jefferson so oh, okay. so this one i got right which makes cleve look particularly bad because cleve said baker mayfield <laughs> let's move hey. on <laughs> no, no, no. Let's 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 hover, let's hover dog shit of a pick that was. Let's let's hover over the dog shit that was. What were you thinking? I, I mean, I was thinking that he had something to prove going to Carolina, and you know, like I, you know, I I thought he had something to prove. I, I was like, you know what, massive chip on the shoulder. You know, still does. He's been cast <laughs> off for dead. It was a make it or break it situation for him. So I was like, you know what? This guy's going to go show and prove. And he needs a fresh start. And he has CMC and a, and a couple other guys there. That's why I said that. 
Okay, so Cleve, um, I don't want to like. I always worry in my older age of as coming off as condescending. I don't really want to do that. But can I just suggest next year you don't pick the Carolina Panthers third string quarterback as offensive player of the year? Wow. Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> just a little friendly, uh, friendly, friendly suggestion there. Um, defensive player of the year. The winner was Nick Bosa. Scott and I both said Joey Bosa. That's half a point, right, Scott? It should be. <laughs> Just get the wrong Bosa. Now, Cleve, do you remember who you took for Defensive Player of the Year? It was not terrible. Uh, was it Sauce? No, no, but you did take Patrick Sertan the second. Oh, so, okay. same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, Sertan didn't come close to winning that that award, but spiritually, I think you're in the right vein. Like Sertan is one of the top three corners in the league right now, Scott. I think so. I mean, he's a, he's a very he's a young ascending player who's already really good. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of the, uh, the model for which you would take top ten corners, you'd want. Yes, that. absolutely. So now, now we've made fun of Cleve, but now somebody else is coming in for it. Offensive rookie of the year. The offensive rookie of the year was Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the Jets. Congrats to Cleve, Jets fan, on on that. Scott said Chris Olave and. Personally, I think Olave should have won this award, Scott. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I think I just think Olave was the better receiver all around, but it's close between those two. Yeah, I mean Wilson was awesome this year, and he had literally nobody throwing him the ball. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah large that, chunks, yeah, that, I, he was amazing. He really was. Yeah. So that is uh, <laughs> uh there. Ben, ben saying that Kenny Walker the third got robbed. So during this episode, Ben was in the chat screaming that Walker win rookie of the year. And I told him there was no chance because he had a hernia, was going to miss four games. It was the backup to Rashad Penny, and he finished third in the voting. So all around, this is not my best category. Now, Cleve, on the other hand, I think had a really, really, like this would have been a great bet to make. It didn't hit, but Cleve said Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And I think picking the only quarterback predicted to p- get real playing time, Cleve was pretty sharp. Yeah. So I, I, I missed who it was because at a second it just blipped. What, what was the name? Oh, you, you said Kenny Pickett, quarterback for the Steelers. Yep. That's a sharp call, though. It yes, it, it was. That was, yeah. that was, it didn't, it didn't end up like hitting, but that was one of like the most accurate things that you had said. That was sharper. Certainly way sharper than mine. I said Sky Moore, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Cleve, that's a real person. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Sky. <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen. He's going to score points. I had him I had him in like 20% of best ball teams, played him in DFS like the first six weeks of the season. You know what's going to happen? He's going to go for two touchdowns tonight is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> So he's, he'll just be super expensive again next year. But yeah, Sky Moore this year finished, I don't know, off like 15 catches for 150 yards and one touchdown or something. I'd say he'd be offensive rookie of the year over, wow. over Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. <laughs> wow. So that was that was pretty bad by me. Not as bad as the Baker Mayfield thing. I think that's no. how you feed it right. Yeah, no, that's no. Under- that was... There's there's another one that can threaten that, but I don't think so. I think that's going to be the winner of the clubhouse here. Um, <laughs> defensive rookie of the year. All three of us said Aiden Hutchinson. The winner was Sauce Gardner. Again, credits to Cleve for the Jet winning, getting both of them. Um, however, shout out to Paul, listener uh, uh, in, in, in the chat most days. 
Uh, he said sauce during the show. We were all going on about Hutch, and then we were arguing about who was better, Hutch or Will Anderson in 2021. And Paul was just like, I think Sauce Gardner is going to win. And we were like, yeah, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good choice. But we kind of blew him off, and then there he goes. He was right. But Ben's saying here that Hutch got robbed. I mean, Scott, do you think Hutch should have won Defensive Player of the Year or Rookie of the Year? I mean, I think you can make a case that he he could be Rookie of the Year, but Sauce was, Sauce was awesome. Yeah. Hutch was too, but you know, um, I think it's more can be said about about uh, a corner impacting the way your defense plays, and the fact that he kind of erased half the field for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. So I mean, Hutchinson was really good, uh, especially the last half of the season. But you know, um, to me, it's sauce. Let me ask you guys: Is it so? Is it more so with this award? You guys think this? Is it more so like what Scott just said about like um, taking away half the field and that pre- or the pressures of a pass rusher or 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 end end rusher edge rusher? I'm sorry, um, creating creating havoc for, so that um, there's no it gives it, so okay. Let me rephrase. I'm sorry if I'm mumbling. The pass rushing aspect of the game or the edge rushing aspect does that create more time for receivers and corners to to get synced up where it, it can cause the sauce to have a better game because the guys are rushing the hell out of the uh, quarterback and they can't, you know, they can't get the ball downfield. Is that better? Is that, is, can that cause that award to give, be given to a corner? Yeah. I mean, safety versus as rusher. Yeah. I think that well, they go hand in hand. I mean, the idea of Quinn and Williams kind of wrecking shop, you know, and forcing a quarterback to throw the ball a little soon can make your coverage units stand out and play a little better. And the same thing can mm-hmm. be said, you know, if you if you can cover in the back end, you know, um, maybe I mean, maybe the Lions did a, a reasonable job in coverage the last 10 weeks of the season. And it allowed Hutchinson to get home a little more. Um, I, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that they do. They do kind of correlate. I mean, this this is the real question here from Ben. Would you guys rather have Saucer Hutch on your team for Scott and I setting aside the U of M allegiance? Um, I think I'd rather have sauce. I, I, he's a, I mean, I think that having an elite corner is more impactful for your defense. I mean, it's I great think, to have I, pressure and stuff, but. Yeah, I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go pressure um, because if the quarterback's a statue or the quarterback's an east, uh, east to west guy versus stepping into the pocket, I think that creates, that gives the, it gives the secondary more time to close on these receivers unless you're the outliers like a Justin Jefferson who can just flat out beat you. It doesn't matter. Once the ball's in the air, he's gonna go get it. You know, yeah. so you got those type of receivers that are kind of like the difference makers. But I would take it as rusher. I mean, we're talking Sauce and and Hutch as you know the subjects here. But if we're talking generically the the mm-hmm. position, I would I would say a edge rusher because again, it 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 kind of that's how Nick Bosa. So that makes the argument for like a Nick Bosa because that that pressure is unbelievable. That if that quarterback is not a Lamar. They're, they're sitting duck, you know? I just, want to point, that. I just want to point out that we took the other pers- the other team's player, right? Like the Lions fans want sauce. Yeah. The Jets fans want touch. Yeah. Instead of just being yeah. happy with what we have, which yeah. is that no. we got. That was yeah, they're both really good. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Coach of the year. The winner for coach of the year was Brian Dayball, new coach of the New York, of the New York Giants. Now, 
<laughs> I think I think that somebody got robbed here. I'm a little biased, but that's not the point of this. The point is that Scott, do you remember who you said will win coach of the year? Uh probably Staley. That's right. You said Brandon Staley. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's levels of wrong. Cleve, do you remember who you said would win? The love coach of the year. <laughs> yes, love you said Lovey Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, drug test me now. <laughs> drug test me now. Wait. I'm probably going to get like uh, five games for like league, league violation of uncontrolled substance. You can't get a cup for us. When, <laughs> when you said, uh, during the episode, when you said Lovey Smith, I said no clue for the year 2022. You doubled down. Yeah, I went 10 toes down on the... On the <laughs> I went 10 toes ten, Which, David... Dave did try to Dave tried to talk me off that ledge. I I admit, and I like an idiot still said Lovey Smith. I don't know why what I was thinking. But there's talks. a level of genius to that to, to what you said though, because I don't think the Texans needed to win a bunch of games for him to get there. Like if so, they won six games, he should really be in consideration for Coach of the Year. He really should be. But the thing is, we actually talked about that too, and we didn't come to an agreement, but we sort of. It's hard to win that award without making the playoffs because yeah. say Lovey wins six games. Yeah. Well, Dayball still did better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. right. Yep. So it's harder to catch Nick. Like you have to really, like you got to make the playoffs in that situation. Now I said Nick Sirianni. So I got robbed. Yeah. Full yeah. stop. Yeah. 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 We need a Trump recount on that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just political football guys. <laughs> They are. Well, no, I, I mean, I don't want a Trump recount because Sirianni should have actually won. Right. I don't need I don't need Rudy going standing in front of uh, some landscape company. Talk about how Sirianni should have had more votes with this with this <laughs> face die running down the side of his face or whatever. Wow. <laughs> uh, comeback player of the year. The winner of comeback player of the year was Geno Smith. Shout out to Geno Smith. That's absolutely fantastic for him. Yeah, it is. Before any further, what did he come back from? Sucking. Uh, yeah, being bad. Sucking no, for years. So, so I'm, I'm being, I'm being a little, I'm being a little, um, I'm being a little curt here. So when I thought about this award, right, I think about guys who've come back from injuries. Um, you know, who's been out of the league, like a um, Alex Smith when he, you know, when he tore his mm -hmm. leg up and all of that. Like that's a that's a comeback play of the year award, right? Like that's a that's what you think of for that award, not a guy who's been in the league for fucking ten years and just had a great season, made the Pro Bowl, great, but come back come back from what? I don't understand. Uh, when I looked at this award in past, and I'm like, should he have really gotten that? It's just hard I, to think of somebody else. CMC that's was her. a comeback player, right? Yeah, so CMC well, is yeah, who, this year, but but in his third. Go ahead, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, CMC is who Cleve and I uh, predicted for this. Uh, Scott said Jameis Winston. Um, but the Jameis Winston thing is the same thing as the Geno Smith thing, right? It's like, oh, you were bad. You got a better opportunity. Now, here we are. You did better. I think that giving it to Geno Smith makes a lot of sense. I mean, he didn't come back from having one bad season. He came back from being Geno Smith, right? <laughs> but, but to our point of the CMC thing, CMC left a dog shit team actually almost made it to the Super Bowl. Like he went to he went to San Fran and became an X Factor. But I mean yeah. there's an element of him getting hurt two years ago, missing a bunch of time and then coming back and being a stud. 
which is, I think, Cleve, what you're saying is Geno Smith didn't get yes. hurt and then show up. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, Geno was hurt when uh, before Rush got traded and he had to battle to get the job and, you know, all of that. I mean, he beat out Drew fucking Locke. Like, come on. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, is amazing because so, even so when... Well, even you know when Seattle still, made still, that still, trade, they thought that Locke was the reason, one of the reasons why that was such a good move for them. Like, you know, exactly. they still thought it. So, yeah, Ben says, what are the odds that DeMar Hamlin would come back player of the year next year? Well, they're either 0% or 100%. If he steps on the field for one play, he's winning that award. Yeah. However, I don't know that he's playing again. So... Um, and I found it interesting that Demoris Smith I don't think he said uh, he was so rock certain about it too that he guaranteed that Hamlin would play again. And it's like I don't know, man. I don't know that you could you I could mean, make that guarantee. There's he, he's got a long way to go. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're willfully putting a guy on the field that has a, that had had a heart condition. Like right. you're willfully doing that, you know, with, with no knowledge of it or any pre-existing pre-existing knowledge of it. That's one thing. When you know you test guys, test guys out in the and the combines and stuff like that, and physicals and stuff, and that comes up later, that's different. But you're willfully knowing the, the whole country saw this. The world saw this. And you're going to put this guy back into a lineup Yeah, a year later? I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think that he's likely to win it next year. Um. Anyway, shout out to Geno Smith for winning this award. As he as he so eloquently said, they wrote him off, but he ain't, wait, he ain't right back, though. So good, good, good for Geno. Um, all right. So after that, we got into some, uh, some statistical categories where man, most passing yards, though, the player who threw for the most yards in the NFL was Patrick Mahomes. Again, reasonable thing to guess. Did either of us, did any of us guess him? No. Cleveland Scott said, Justin Herbert. Oops. Wow. <laughs> now in hindsight, yeah. terrible, but you guys really didn't know that he was going to be allowed to throw the ball more than three yards downfield all season. So, you know what? Honestly, I should have known because Joe Lombardi was their coordinator. It should not. This, I'm a moron for making that choice. <laughs> I, seriously, like, well, not as big of a moron as me because I said Derek Carr. Ooh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yep. I said Derek Carr would lead the NFL in passing yards. Well, I think we all thought it was going to come together with out in Vegas with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing, what I actually said was, I wish I could find a bet where I could just bet on a quarterback from the AFC West. Yeah. And that's what I said during the episode. And so Mahomes won. So that bet, of course, would have hit. But I actually picked, I actually picked Derek Carr to lead the NFL in passing. My goodness. Um. So, yeah, that was pretty bad. Now, most. Oh, yeah. Ba- well, yeah, you would need it to be Baker. You need a Baker to, to yeah, sweep every like, category. It's under it's un, it's undefeated. It's uh, it's going to be undefeated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lovey Smith didn't beat it. Yeah. Baker's the worst pick on here for by far. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure is the um, leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> it is. It is with like a 19 stroke lead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uncatchable. Yeah. Uh, and, and and there's a thunderstorm now, and all the caddies quit, and the and the course is flooding. <laughs> um, all right. So most passing touchdowns, the winner was Mahomes. This is easy to see. I said Mahomes. Cleve said Mahomes. Scott said Kirk Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> I was wrong again. 
<laughs> I don't think Kirk, I don't think Kirk Cousins. Your logic was sound, Scott. You said he's thrown like thirty-five touchdowns two years in a row. Now they got the offense coordinator from the Rams as head coach. Jefferson's yeah. coming into his own. It made the logic made sense, but it's just like Kirk Cousins most touchdowns. Derek Carr most most yards. What were we thinking, Scott? I, I don't know the logic. Whatever I said, I'm sure it did not make sense because. When you tell me I made that prediction, it sounds ridiculous. It really does sound nuts. Um, yeah, not great. Yeah, now we have one here where um, not only did Scott and I predict wrong, but Scott is going to have to just own up to to something here. So, oh boy, most quarterback rushing yards. Now, Cleve said Lamar Jackson. Cleve, that's a great that's a great guess. He got hurt. That's solid. Scott and I said Trey Lance. Probably what a good guess. Scott say? No, the issue is that the winner, the quarterback who rushed for the most yards, was Justin Fields. Yeah. So, are you finally ready to admit that Justin Fields is now and was then and has always been a better NFL prospect than Zach Wilson? No. no. Wow. Scott, seriously, seriously, I. The, well, we're, we're uh, talking I mean, NFL and, prospect. We're talking about what it looked like in the you, draft did you, process. That's did, that? did, you, did you watch any of the Jets games? Did you watch the Jets games this week? This See, I think the question is nullified by whatever happens as we go forward. Uh, no, 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 because this, no, this reason this doesn't apply here is because this is not new data. Justin Fields yeah. had great physical uh, uh, stature, great speed, and ran at Ohio State. It's not a shock that he's doing this in the NFL. It's not Brock Purdy coming out of nowhere, like, oh, Brock Purdy, better press than Zach Wilson. Like, nobody would have said that. People were saying at the time, right, Justin Fields was the second-best quarterback prospect in that class. He was at the time. He was now. He's now a lot of people saying that. There just weren't. There weren't. At the time, Scott, at the time. There were not a lot of people saying that. They're, but they're now, not. What? So today's point, he's saying, do you now think that, or you're still going on the, the oh, projection? I, I would be a total moron to tell you that Zach Wilson is a better player right now going forward than Justin Fields. It's crazy. Okay. But in the run-up to the draft, there wasn't a lot of people who did think that Fields was a better prospect than Zach Wilson. They're just one. <laughs> We're gonna do it again coach, with Coach Trout. Coach says you could cut off one of Justin Fields' arms, and he still would have been a better prospect than Zach Wilson. Probably, probably throwing arm. Yeah, you could cut off the right arm because it doesn't really mean much to his game. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Scott just un- unwilling, unwilling to give up that Justin Fields has always has always been the man. Um, that's all right. I'll take. I'll take that one. That'll be that'll be yours. I said the Bucks were frauds. They won the Super Bowl. Cleve said DK Metcalf was a bust, and he's awesome. You think Zach Wilson is better than Justin Fields? It happens. I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think he is. I, think I know he I was know. a better prospect. That's all. I don't. I, I got. We're gonna do it this year with Will Levis over <laughs> okay. guys like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Okay. We're going to do it again. Okay. Uh, I don't know who you mean by we, but we are not taking Will Levis over Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. <laughs> the, the Zach NFL Wilson. Deal, and my guess Zach, is Antonio Richardson goes in front of him, too. Yeah, was he related to Anthony Richardson? 
<laughs> Antonio Richardson is a stage name, and that's all I can see. <laughs> Anthony Richardson would probably go ahead of Stroud. There's no rules to someone's family. Just gives just gives them a prospect. I'm just gonna start calling him Mr. Richardson. That way, I take out Don't the problems. Get- <laughs> it's amazing because I can't get his first name right, but I mess up everybody everybody else's last name. It's the craziest thing. Yep. So. <laughs> So now that was most QB rushing yards. Now we have most rushing yards in general. Cleve, who led the NFL in rushing this year? Is he not answering or did we lose him? Scott, who led the NFL in rushing this year? Was it Austin Eckler? It was not. It was, it was Josh Jacobs. Oh yeah. 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 Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing this year. Now Scott, Scott guessed Jonathan Taylor. Very reasonable mm-hmm. guess. Good. Yeah, good guess. Now, Cleve guessed somebody named Johnson Talent. What? I think it's Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> but Cleve did guess Johnson Talent as <laughs> the guy to lead the it's league Jonathan in Russia. Taylor for sure. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Talent. Wow. He said Johnson <laughs> Talent. Is that Cleve? I is that your that. stage name? <laughs> hey, I said Max Allen. Yeah. Max Salad and Johnson Talent. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm pretty sure you met Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then I guess Ramondre Stevenson at 60 to 1, which came a lot closer than 60 to 1. So yeah. <laughs> that's actually a smooth call, Dave, because just thinking about how much they were going to run the ball. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh most rushing touchdowns. This is interesting. Um, we all guessed three different names and we were all wrong. So Scott guessed Jonathan Taylor. Cleve guessed yeah, Christian McCaffrey. For him. Yeah, you were. Uh, Cleve guessed Christian McCaffrey. I guess Nick Chubb. All reasonable guesses. Cleve, what player led the NFL in rushing touchdowns? Rushing touchdowns? I know who yep. it is. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I think we could give Cleve 50 guesses and he probably wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Cleve, it was Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. I mean, he had a great season, but I didn't choose the touchdowns to match. He had 17, didn't he? Yes, he did. He had 17. Derrick Henry was second with 13. That's nuts, man. Wow. Yeah, that was a huge um, – I mean, it, of all the names on this, like, people who won the list, Jamal Williams is the one that stands out as, like, being particularly, particularly out there. Um, most running back receiving yards, the winner was Christian McCaffrey. Cleve and I said McCaffrey. Scott said Austin Eckler. This is like the first one where everything was reasonable. The winner was reasonable. The guesses were reasonable. This is like the first one where where things went correct. We guessed a ton of shit. We had to come up with one. Yes. Uh, Now, this is interesting. For most receptions, most receiving yards, and most receiving TDs, the triple crown, I guess Justin Jefferson. Scott guessed Devontae Adams. Cleve broke it up. Cleve said Cooper cut most receptions. Jamar Chase receiving yards and touchdowns. Jefferson got the first two. Adams got the last one. So, Scott, you and I kind of split this. I mean, a third of I got a third. You got two thirds. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, Jamar Chase got hurt or he might have had something to say about this. So I thought I thought that one was was pretty reasonable. However, Scott, this is where it ends for us. Which Uh-oh. team will earn the number one overall pick? Not which team will pick first because they could trade it or have already traded it, but which yeah. team will earn the number one pick? Uh, I, I know where we went, and this is terrible. <laughs> so Cleve said the Cleveland Browns. He was closer than you and I were. Yes. 
Scott and I said the Seattle Seahawks. Honestly, I thought the Seahawks were going to be like a one-win team. Me too. Was we that, said the Seattle Seahawks. Was that after or before the 40 burger? That was that was um that was before. It would have been before because it would have been it would have been it would have been right before. Yeah, yeah so it would have been it would have been just right right before. Um the, I actually said on tape, I thought about editing it out to be honest. I actually said it was a mortal lock that the Seahawks were gonna pick first. <laughs> wow. Ten toes down like I was. Yeah, well, I was mortal lock. They won what nine games? Yeah, <laughs> yep. we were off by half a season of wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. Um, so that's who the number one pick. Now, interesting. Only two more left. Super Bowl matchup. Of course, the Super Bowl matchup is the Chiefs and the Eagles, and we're going to end with the, uh, our predictions of who's going to win here shortly. Um, Super Bowl matchup. Scott, you said the 49ers versus the Bills. Pretty sharp. 49ers make the final four. Bills are great. Make the make the Elite Eight. Cleve said the Bengals versus the Bucks, which feels worse because the Bucks weren't good, but I still think was pretty sharp, all things considered, Cleve. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was trying not to bet against Tom Brady. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. You said you didn't want to bet against Tom Brady. He had one more in him. And you had the Bengals going back again, and they made the AFC title game. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. really good. Now, I said the Ravens versus the Eagles. This close. You were close, yeah. This close. And I got the yeah. hard side. Yeah. Right? I got that. No, the Chiefs would have been easier to say. None of us said the Chiefs. And then, of course, to predict the winner at the time, I said the Ravens. I didn't take the Eagles. I said the Ravens. Cleve said the Bucks. Scott said the Bills. So none of us are going to get it right. Um, however, Scott, in hindsight, like, do you think the Bills are the best team in the AFC, or were they just Josh Allen and not much else this season? Um, I think the Josh Allen injury played a pretty significant mm, role, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, and I think what ends up happening is that is that their inability to run the ball and have a secondary weapon, a reliable second option outside of digs was really problematic for them. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think, I just think their problems were generally on offense. I know that on defense, they didn't play great. The back, you know, the back grouping of games, but the whole on offense is, is a problem that they need to, they need to fix. They really do. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Cleve. You know, you yep. took the you took the Bucks to to win the Super Bowl here. It didn't work out. Did you anticipate the offense, even with Brady and Evans and Godwin being as bad as it was, or did you sort of expect that? But think the division was bad. They'd make it anyways. Yeah, I think the latter of the of the two. I think the division being bad um, led to that. And then I didn't I didn't think I I thought Brady would overcome Todd Bowles' awful coaching mm-hmm. um, and will these guys kind of into into winning. So that's where I kind of had had it with that. All right, so in a couple minutes here, we're going to uh, welcome Iceman back. He's going to set up for reading the defense here at the top of the hour. But before we do that, it's time for our official predictions, you guys. We need score and winner and score of the game. Scott, you're first. First, huh? Um, you know I'm going to ask this. Yeah, I I have no idea. I I'm, Let's go uh, Philly. Philly 31, Chiefs 
Mm. Now, uh, do you think this is a last second pull away from Philly or is this a 31 to 17 chief score again later sort of thing to make it seven? I, I think it's, I think it's more the latter. I maybe the Eagles kind of run away with it a little bit and sit on the ball towards the end of the game kind of stuff. Okay. So uh, a seven point win that's more comfortable for, for the Eagles. Cleve, what do you say? Um, Chiefs 42 Eagles 27. Chiefs to win by 14.5. Go ahead and find that alternate line, Cleve. You're going to like the number you're going to get. Um, I yeah. I think, you know, I could see something like this happening. I can see the Chiefs just being hyper-efficient, the yeah. pass rush not getting there, and them just running it up. I don't think – I mean, obviously, the, the, the total here, that's a total of, uh, oh, 69, nice, um, is aggressive. But I don't um, – I don't think that the idea of it is that crazy that the chiefs are just have this huge, massive offensive explosion sort of thing. Um, for me, I Philly's favored by a point and a half. I really do like Philly here. I'm going to go Philly 27 KC 24 last second walk off field goal for Philly to win it. Wow. Yep. That so would we're going to exciting. Bring, yeah. We're going to bring back in uh Maddie ice here. Going to read the defense and coaches with us as well. Uh, Maddie Eisen, coach, welcome to political oh. football. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, coming in. Um, come on. So, hold up. Our, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <gasps> oh, we got the MVP. All right. Go ahead. Yo, Maddie Eisen, you got to introduce Ice. the political football audience to, uh, to who this is here. All right, my man. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> what's your name, dude? You can spell it so you can say it. What's your name? Go ahead, tell everybody. That's Uncle Cleve right there. You see him? He's frozen, but he's there. <laughs> What's your name? Hey, who's going to win the Super Bowl? The Eagles or the Chiefs? Okay. Official Super Bowl prediction, the Chiefs. All right, right. there we go. Yes. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm writing that down. He's writing that down. All right, you want to tell him your name now that you told him who's going to win the Super Bowl? What is your name? All right, screw him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to let the? I mean, you know, yeah, you know, it's the big stage out here, out here, out, you know, on on YouTube. So, I um, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be, you know, he he doesn't want to dox himself. That's all. He doesn't want to put his info, doesn't want to put his info out there. Daddy, what? Um, all right, he's off. Uh, Say bye bye. 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 Uh, coach, last hour you took the you took the Eagles uh, to win the game to cover the one and a half. Do you have a, an actual score prediction or just that the Eagles will cover? No, I just think the Eagles cover. I don't have a score prediction, although I do think it'll be a high-scoring affair. Okay. Eagles cover high-scoring like that. Matty Ice has disappeared. Yeah. We'll just assume, so Dave, we'll just assume he's thinking the Patriots. Be a low scoring? What's that, Cleve? Dave, why do you think it's going to be low-scoring? I mean, why do you think it's going to be low-scoring? So I, did, I didn't take it to be low-scoring. The total is 50.5, and I took it to be 51. So I took it right at right at the number. Okay. Um, you know, 27-24 okay. feels low scoring, but that's still three touchdowns per team. Yeah. You know, that's not okay. that's, that's not too bad. So that, Doesn't that feel like not enough? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I say that. That's why I say that. Yeah, although, Clay, you and imagine, I both have built... Try to imagine the bigger... Yeah, Dave. I was going to say, you and I both have the Eagles scoring 27. It's just what we have the Chiefs doing around it. So you're just you're just much higher on the Chiefs than I Correct. am is, is what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, I just it's hard. It's hard for me to say that the league MVP is not going to go out there and light it up. And again, if they get ahead, 
Andy Reid's offense, they're gonna they're gonna like flame base these guys. If they get ahead, they're gonna pour it on. They're gonna get exotic, and they're gonna pour it on. Yeah, I completely, I uh, I completely agree with that right there. Uh, Scott, do you have a off the cuff prediction for Super Bowl MVP? No, I, it could be like you have the Goddard thing going on. Um, I don't know that it'll be somebody that we absolutely think like you know it'd be easy to pick Mahomes or easy mm-hmm. to pick Hurts. Uh, it'll be it would be easy to pick Kelsey or AJ Brown. I could see Devontae Smith being MVP. I could. I think Devontae Smith is a, is a really good call. Now, uh, Maddie Ice, this is going to shock you. I have a five dollar bet at one hundred and fifty to one Super Bowl MVP Kadarius Tony. Shouldn't it be Nick Fangio? Because wasn't he like a two week contract for the the Eagles? A fucking mercenary. Yes, Nick Fangio has come hey, in to hang hey. out for a little bit. Is he getting a ring? Hey, Dave. If they win? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Probably get whatever he wants. What a Merc move. I got this ring. <laughs> I did two weeks worth of work. That's like the job we all want. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What's up, Cleef? No, uh, you think if, if that hits, are you going to uh, donate your wins to like his charity, Tony? No, if, if that hits, I'm going to donate the wins to uh, my your wedding. wedding. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that money's already been spent there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, a couple things. A couple things. One, obviously, two, the fiance is in earshot. Obviously, that money's going straight to the wedding. And I can't believe you even brought it up, Dave. My fashionably late co host has a take. Okay, here we go. Here we go. What's up? All right, so here's the deal if, if the Eagles ugh, actually win this game, <laughs> uh, I think. Me. I think uh, it could come down to Hassan Reddick having a phenomenal day and shutting down Patrick Mahomes. Otherwise, I don't know what happens. And I think if that happens, you could see that position being an MVP. Because reality-wise, the MVP is either a defensive end or a quarterback. It's almost never been anybody else. So that's my thought. That's yeah, fair. I I, th- I think it's a really I think I think Hassan Reddick is a good is a good bet for that specifically as well. I would say him or Josh Sweat, but same same yeah. same principle. Same exact same principle. So uh, thank you, everybody who tuned in. This is political football here during big game pre-show Bedlam. Uh, this has been really fun. It's a, a great idea from uh, the president of the network here, Matty Ice. Uh, we're going to get out of here, turn it over to reading the defense. And, uh, yeah, follow us. We got uh, our link for our YouTube uh, there as well. We can see our Twitter scrolling there, at Political FB Pod as well. Come give us a follow. We do a show once a week talking about all sorts of stuff, the games, uh, politics, how politics intersect with the games all that and uh yeah maddie ice take it away thank you sir and congrats lovey smith on winning coach of the year